0: This is Off the Record, the weekly KOTO public affairs show that
1: offers you, the listener, an opportunity to hear in-depth conversations on community topics
0: and issues that matter. As always, you are encouraged to join the conversation by calling 728-4333. Now here's your host.
2: All right, we are back. My name is Cara Palone, and I will be hosting this evening's episode of Off the Record. And I have a guest here in the studio already, and we will introduce her in one second. But I wanted to just kind of set the stage for tonight. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the program will be shining a light on some of the recipients of this year's Telluride Arts Small Grants and Augment Music Grants. And we have um, a few guests who will be cycling through. We'll have a musical performance here in a little bit from Opera Nova, one of the recipients. And then a two, two other grant recipients coming in to talk about their respective projects. Um, but, you know, for such a small community, there is just such a wealth of exceptional talent here. And one of the ways it's celebrated and encouraged is through these grant programs. So, um, for those who don't know, the Telluride Arts Small Grants Program has funded hundreds of projects since its inception and is a long term investment that's supported by the town of Telluride's Case Fund to develop the expertise of local artists. And so, funds assist individual artists working in the visual, media, performing, and literary arts. Um, It runs the gamut. And then artists are required to share their work with the people of Telluride through a performance, publication, exhibit, screening, or a simple written or photo documentation of the project. And a total of $10,000 is being distributed this grant cycle. And um, the following are the recipients. So I have Aubrey. I'll just. Spoiler alert, have <laughs> Aubrey Mabel here with me in the studio, and we're going to be talking about her project. She's a recipient of the Augment Music Grant. But um, if you could just do a drum roll, that would be awesome. Me? Yes, thanks. So the small grants recipients are Andrew Dines for his Telluride Mini Gallery. And this is all I know about any of these projects, actually. Art Good Times Welcoming the Wilkinson Chatbook. Caitlin Sappington, who will be in here a little bit later, and she is the CEO of Disco Swell Custom Hats. Uh, we have Daniel Kay now, who will also be stopping by, and his project is a Latinx Art Coaching Scholarship. Eliza Van Dyke with her photo plate, an exploration of photographic and printmaking process on clay. Koto's own Gavin McGough uh, with his linocut, linocut illustrations for children's book for a children's book, which he will also author. Uh, Ian McMullen, the East Gregory Shack film, and Jill Wilson for what looks like the sequel to her and Abby Fox's first book called Telluride 123. And then the music grants used to be mixed in with small grants, but now an additional 10K is earmarked for musicians and granted by the Augment Music Project. And this is under the umbrella of Telluride Arts. So Augment was founded in 2020. You might remember musicians playing... On Main Street, uh, they set up, and Aubrey, you can speak more to this. They set up like state a stage outside of Floridora is how I remember it. Yeah,
3: that's exactly it. It was yeah.
2: socially distant and safe and outside. And I just remember
3: being on the stage and having a clear view down to Ajax and Telluride Peak and just being like, what the? This has to be the best stage. Yeah. I mean, aside from Town Park, <laughs> this has to be the best stage ever. Right. Yeah. It was amazing. And it it was so supportive to those of us in that time that weren't able to make a, a living performing
2: live. I kept the live music alive, yeah, and that was where it was where it started. And um, this is the second official year of their granting process under Telluride Arts, so. They support, um, it's a local nonprofit, first of all, and their whole mission is to foster and support the music culture of the greater Telluride region. And so they also distributed 10,000 to local musicians, up to 2,000 per recipient. And it can be used for anything from a new album project or music video to attending a music camp or um, helping develop skills. And the only caveat is that the fund's have to come back to benefit the Telluride community in some way. And um, they also support the Telluride Farmers Market in the summer, have music there. And they did the um, community nights in Elks Park with concerts during the summer that were free to the public, and they plan to do it again this year. And they also partner with local nonprofits like Kodo to add music to their fundraising activities, which is just super cool, a great investment into this community and the incredible talent that exists here And the Augment Grant recipients for 2024 include Annika Dean, Brendan Forrest, Edgar Quiros, Ollie Henry, who we'll hear from here in a little bit, and Aubrey Mabel of Lady. (laughs) We're finally here. We're here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So tell me a little bit about what you've been up to. You're one half of the duo, Lady, but you also have your own solo project and and. Thing going, but um, what specifically is this grant going to fund? So this grant,
3: um, the initial pitch that I had for this grant was to do a live acoustic one take video um, similar to that of the NPR Tiny Desk style um, for one of our new songs that came out earlier this year uh, called Buy and Buy, but when we were just on tour earlier in January, We went and recorded a new song with our friend Dan Rodriguez up in Minnesota. Not to be confused with Daniel Rodriguez, who's playing at the Opera House on Thursday. Very excited for that show. Um, But we recorded this song, and it very quickly has become our favorite song we've ever recorded. So um, our, our project has shifted a little bit to a music video for this song specifically and the song is unreleased it's called Move Slow and it will be coming out probably the first week of May and yeah that's all that's all I can share about that specific project right now but um, it will be yeah for a music video for that song
2: exciting yeah and so where will the can you say anything about like where it'll be filmed or like what the what you are envisioning for the video yeah so we're
3: definitely still working out the details but the vision and kind of as soon as we recorded this song I said this song needs choreography it needs it needs to be felt through movement and so uh, the vision is a music video with the Telluride Dance Collective choreographed a dance to the song um still working out details on where and and all of that stuff but that i mean i have goosebumps even just thinking about it um and i'm so excited to just continue um Continue working with people in this community to bring beautiful art forth.
2: I can't wait for that. Yeah. You were funded last year by Augment too. Yes. And so talk about that project.
3: Yeah. So last year, my project was specifically for my solo instrumental music, which I really started leaning into during COVID. And I mean, that was, I was feeling super uninspired by, I mean, just what was happening in the world. It was definitely... um, Not a bright time, if you will, during that summer of 2020 and just really feeling like it wasn't my place to use words to say anything. So I started writing these instrumental guitar loops, honestly, just to ease my own mind and kind of sink into a meditative state uh, with that. And so last year I was funded for some new recording equipment for my house Um, since there's no recording studio you um, which I think is crazy, at least no, no yeah. accessible recording studio will say. Right. I know there are some spaces up on the mesas, but um, that, yeah, so the grant last year was to fund um, the recording of this instrumental project called the Open Sea, um, which is a play on the fact that all of the songs are performed and written in the Open Sea tuning on the guitar, which is a different tuning than the standard tuning. Um, It's beautiful, it's open, it's resonant, and it just makes me feel really good, that tuning, playing in that tuning. So, that project is actually coming out this Friday. Two of the songs are already released. And um, the, the rest of the EP, which is just two more songs, will be coming out this Friday. Yay. Awesome. Good
2: timing. <laughs>
3: Super good timing. Yay.
2: Do you want to introduce one of them and we'll um, go ahead and play it? One yeah. Of the two that have been released. Yeah,
3: sure. So one of them is called Paraskevi, which means Friday in Greek. And really the whole idea for this project came while I was on my honeymoon in Greece and just looking out at the open sea and I took this film photo on my camera that I was just like, okay, this has to be, this is going to be an album cover, and I want this album cover, or I want this album to be called The Open Sea, and then it all kind of unraveled from there. So um, yeah, this here is Paris which you can find wherever you listen to your music.
2: I love that so beautiful thank you yes uh so meditative and um one of the things that you're now doing too is actually playing at practice is that where you yes
3: yes i do live music classes at practice um i'm actually doing a class this saturday the 10th at 10 a.m um with jess verdig and we just have the best time it's so fun to go and provide live music in a space where it might not otherwise be utilized as a live music space.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And just talking about studio spaces, we were, Aubrey and I were chatting a little bit during that tune and, um, you were naming all of the equipment and things you did with the augment funding last year for this, for this album, for this project, And you really made it go far. Um, It's incredible. (laughs) Totally. I mean, it's amazing
3: that Augment has stepped up to support musicians in this way. Um, If I'm not mistaken, prior to last year, all the musicians that applied for the grants were also looped in with all the other artists. And so it's just so cool, A, to see how many musicians exist in this community and how many people are doing awesome things with their voices and their instruments. Um, But B, that... This group of people have gotten together to form Augment and really put their money where their mouth is in supporting
2: musicians. Right. We should, I think, I don't think I mentioned the board members. Oh, um, well, yeah. Let's give them a shout out. Yeah. For Augment, Emily Scott Robinson, Woo, Woo, Don Berman, <laughs> Tom Nading, and Alex Paul. Um, who I think played a, a crucial role in the formation of augment. So. No doubt, no doubt.
3: I'm so grateful for all of those amazing people stepping up and supporting us in the way that they do. Are you having a uh, album release party on Friday? I'm not, but I don't know why I'm not. I know. I should be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'll play some on my show, that's yes, for sure. Please, please and, do. Um yeah, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the video and seeing the Tell Your I Dance Collective. Oh my gosh. In that. I can't
3: wait to share this song. It just I listened to it actually today. We got the final mix back from our producer and I just cried because it's <laughs> it's a feeling of both like, holy crap, I can't believe we wrote this song and be just holy crap i can't wait for people to hear this song so um as i mentioned as well or maybe you mentioned it we put out Mm -hmm. lady which is my duo put out two songs earlier this year um one in on january 4th called buy and buy and one on january 26th called gentle time we have a new ep coming out on february 23rd it's just so much new music coming on um And yeah, that the most recent single we put out is called gentle time, which I think has a very similar message to this new one that we were talking about move slow. Um, which is just giving yourself space and time to have grace with yourself and be gentle on yourself. And, um, this one felt particularly potent during the winter months Mm -hmm. where I think we can kind of be in our own cocoons Mm -hmm. and with the days being shorter, I know my, i I'll just speak for myself, just feeling a little more in a funk mm. than usual. I felt every day um, of January, the yeah. longest year ever. No doubt, no that. doubt. So we have, we've made it to, to February. Yeah. Good job, everyone. And um, yeah, this one's called Gentle Time. Just a reminder to be soft with yourself.
2: All right. Thank you so much for being here, Aubrey, and congrats. Thank you. The band Lady. Um, you just heard from Aubrey Mabel, who is here in the studio, talking about her current project that is being funded by Augment Music Grants and her past project that was funded. And um, you're in tune with Off the Record. And we are just kind of shining a light, like I said, on some of the recipients of this year's Telluride Arts Small Grants and Augment Music Grants and the ways that they're investing in the talent in this community. And I have another recipient here in the studio, uh, Daniel Kano. Thank you so much for coming in.
4: Oh, Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: Yes, yes. And you, I first just, just introduce yourself. But for those who don't know you, I know you've been in the community for a while. You're also an artist, obviously talk a little bit about yourself
4: okay sounds good yeah i've been here uh since the 97 or so left for a couple years and i've been a teacher at the mountain school the aha school i'm a visual artist and um love working with the latin community which i have over the last 20 years at different times and i have received some grants years ago from uh telluride arts tch the um van gogh mural at the top of the gondola the mural in the um Bicycle tunnel going out on the bike path. Those were like way oh ba- way way back in my past life. Oh, how so, cool! Twenty plus years ago.
2: I didn't know that about the um, the the mural on the bike path. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you applied again for this grant cycle, mm-hmm. and you were successful. So talk about your project and what you um, are specifically asking. For funding, for
4: sure. The last couple of years, as I've um, gotten into teaching at the AHA School, and I started a, a life coaching, art coaching business, uh, I had a project that I was able to do with the AHA School uh, about maybe two months ago. Working at the uh, Semana de Salud with uh, Tri County Health, the uh, Wilkins Library, and the AHA School, and I was able to teach an art class for the Hispanic community in Spanish, and it was really fun, really enjoyed it. It's something that I want to do more of. And since that, that opportunity happened, and I, it was really fun, and this, the, uh, the adults in the class got a ton out of it, I had the idea when I saw this small grant to offer a mentorship to a, a local um, Latinx individual to give them uh, coaching and strategic planning to make body of work to then get an exhibition ready to then show at La Cocine de Luz. Uh-huh. I, I manage the walls there for David Gonzalez and for Lucas Price. So just an opportunity where I can already put into a calendar and I can give them an exhibition. So it's, a, it's an exciting possibility. It's a kind of work in progress at the moment. Uh And, um, yeah, I think it could have a a really great benefit for an individual to be able to make a good body of work, to get really motivated and and make something that they're really proud of and show it to the community and possibly be able to find some collectors.
2: That's such a cool idea. Do you, did you actually have an individual in mind when you were applying?
4: There are a handful of students that I worked with Uh that I'm, I'm working to coordinate with to talk with, and I'll be asking, um, prospective students to kind of write a letter of intent to make sure they've got the motivation and the wherewithal to, to stick with it and, and and do what they say they're going to do.
2: And would it be an ongoing, um, so you would work with one individual at a time, is that right? Or it would,
4: would it be, be predominantly one individual that I'd work with for a few months. That uh-huh. I would offer um, a handful of one-on-one sessions and help provide a space for them to make their artwork either at my own art studio or possibly the AHA school for them to be able to have, have that creative space and help them strategically plan what their idea is and what their theme is to then make a, a small series, a large series, depending on how motivated they are.
2: So cool. And what are the age, like what sort of age group are you looking at?
4: I think the students that came to the class of the AHA school were probably anywhere from, you know, 20 to 40.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. And then, you know, working in the community, living in the community. You know, for me, it's important the idea of being able to kind of help this population who may have uh, their own artistic potential to bring it out and to, be, to show it and to be able to offer it.
2: Yeah. So what's the, what's the timeline or what are your next steps with this project?
4: Well, the next steps is I'm looking for a, ma- a matching <laughs> grant to okay. match the grant that I just got from Telluride Arts. And that process will probably take the next month. And then from there, we have the whole fiscal year. To get the project together, my guess is it would take a student probably three to six months once we start going, to create, who knows, three to six pieces, uh-huh. depending on what they want to do, and then help them, you know, with the materials and and the spacing and uh, getting it all exhibition ready to to be able to show the community.
2: Oh wow, yeah, well, keep us posted. That sounds like such a cool story to see the end result of this and to, um, yeah, to to feature that person, whoever they end up being.
4: Yeah, and I have no idea who it's gonna be just yet. I have some ideas <laughs> and they don't even know about it because it's kind of, it still is in work in progress and there's some other NGOs that I need to speak with, with uh, mm-hmm. um, Tri-County Health and Library and um, a couple other organizations and, and kind of just brainstorm to find out who I worked with and if there are other students, you know, other young artists, emerging artists that are in that Hispanic community that, mm-hmm. that may have that aspiration. Did you
2: have an art mentor?
4: I've had a couple of really great art mentors mm-hmm. in my life. Ted Egri, um a sculptor in Taos, New Mexico. I worked with him as an apprentice, did an apprenticeship with him in the mid-90s and had like a 15 to 20 year relationship with him from his like being 80 years old to 97 years old. And then Robert Weatherford locally in Telluride yeah. has been a, a local mentor of mine for the last 10 plus years. So for me, it feels really great. And I teach expressive painting at the AHA school. So it's, I, I love helping people to make powerful artwork that they want to you know, bring out themselves.
2: Mm-hmm. You've experienced the power of a good mentorship, it sounds like. Yes, yeah. I have, yes. Um, do you, did you receive the full 2000 in funding? Is that the match you're looking for?
4: No, I I, okay. re- I received I asked for a thousand, I received five hundred. So I'm okay. looking for a, a five hundred dollar match to what I've already received and that'll help to cover my time and the expenses for me to work with this person over a period of time as you know, to do the, the mentoring, the coaching, the critiques, and so forth.
2: And and how can people get a hold of you?
4: That's a good question. I would say... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not really sure how to answer that at this point. I, I need to speak to some, like I said, to some of the other organizations. And I think I'll probably find a pool of individuals that I'll reach out You'll to. You'll recruit, yeah. And then if those the directors of those organizations have other people in mind, they can reach out to me through through them. At this point, like I said, it's just kind of coming to fruition. And I, I believe I'll find the additional funding to, yeah. to make it so that it it has that... That excitement—that you know—I'm not just funding it myself, and, right. I, and I do appreciate having the opportunity with Telluride Arts to kind of get the kickstart. And I, I have a feeling it'll come to—it'll—it'll it'll be something powerful, I believe.
2: It sounds like it. I'm really excited to see the end result, and um, yeah, just keep us posted on that. Most we, most definitely. We were talking about uh, a song that you wanted to play, um, leading into our next guests who will be performing some music and. Tell me a little bit about the inspiration behind this song.
4: Sure. And I'll definitely say, um, Kara, when it comes to the fact of when this student has their work finished and they do have an exhibition, I'll be sure to let KOTO know so that you guys can do your own PR on the calendar and the library will do the same. Um, I chose Buena Vista Social Club when I was teaching these students. We were listening to different Latin music. Um, Ozo Motley, Buena Vista Social Club. Got to see Buena Vista Social Club when I lived in Arcata, California in around 1999. Got to get a high five from Ibrahim. I can't remember his last name. Herrera, maybe. One of the lead musicians who I believe has passed away a number of years ago. So it's just a fantastic band. And uh, I think you've got... Chan Chan picked yeah, out
2: the yes <laughs> the obvious choice well maybe not obvious but obvious for me um but yeah thank you so much Daniel for being here and thank just coming so much. coming in just to to spend these few minutes to talk about this project and congrats on being funded
4: oh thank That's you so, so much cool. it's very excited I'm excited to to help someone to bring their art out and to, you know to blossom and to yeah. bring it out to the community
2: it's a great idea all right, folks. We'll be right back with our next guest here at the Koto Studios.
4: Thank you, Koto, and Telluride Arts. Appreciate it. <laughs>
5: I got it. Ser arena, como sacudí el given, a chan-chan le daba pera.
2: the Buena Vista Social Club. Uh, Big thanks to Daniel K. now for just coming in to talk about his project funded by a Telluride Arts small grant. And we've got our next guest here in the studio. There's been a flurry of activity as they set up and get ready to perform here live. But we've got KOTO's own Rookie of the Year, Ollie Henry. (laughs) How are you?
1: I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having us, Kara.
2: Yes. Have you recovered from that extreme honor yet? Oh, um, my
1: God. I don't think I ever will. I think that <laughs> might be my crowning achievement.
2: <laughs> I love it. It, it is a, a, an honor for sure. Yeah, very um, coveted. And you're here with your brother, uh, I am. Max.
1: Yes. This is my brother, John Max Henry.
6: Hello, hello, world. Thanks for tuning in.
2: Yes. And you guys make up Opera Nova.
1: We do, yes.
2: Tell me a little bit about this group, besides the fact that you are siblings.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's a cool kind of, you know, we are kind of self-taught jazz musicians, but we're trying to play some jazz music that uh, makes people dance. We're multi-instrumentalists, Max especially. And so we do kind of a dancey loop set kind of in the style of like new jazz artists, kind of like New Genia and show and... um,
6: Tenderlonius Lorenzo Moresi, like a lot of the newer jazz that's coming out that's kind of paired with a either hip hop beat or a dance beat. so we're we're just trying to make jazz a little bit more accessible. you know i was I was kind of wondering what I was gonna say on uh, on this interview and truly jazz originally in the dance halls, you know, with swing jazz, with bebop. It originally was a dance music, you know, and then now it's kind of been thrown on the back burner. You know, we listen to it while we're having fancy dinner or something like that. But we're trying to bring a little bit of the dance back through a little bit of jazz fusion.
2: And you you come from a family of musicians. Your brother, you said, is also a musician. Yep.
1: Our brother uh, Chuck Hank is a well renowned bassist and multi instrumentalist in Durango as well.
6: Yeah, shout out to the Chuck Hank group, now called uh, safety, safety Meeting. meeting. <laughs> and um, he also has a bluegrass band, High Country Hustle.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. both of which uh, are going to be coming to the Alibi, I think, Safety Meeting uh, mid March. And uh, High Country Hustle is actually going to be playing Alibi during Bluegrass Weekend. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Where
2: do y'all perform mainly?
1: Um, we played a little bit at the Alibi. We play, I mean, a lot like in the core of Mountain Village um, at the peaks of Fairmount. We've played a few times uh, at the Act in Durango as well. And Cool. Yeah, kind of wherever, wherever anybody will have us. <laughs>
6: <laughs> are, are you listening? Anyone?
1: Will have us?
2: <laughs> How long has Opera Nova been an official group?
1: We've been playing music together our whole life, but Apre Nova kind of formed when we both moved here. Max has been here about four years, and I've been moved here about a year after him so uh cool. it's it's been uh it's been a fun three years.:
6: Nice. It truly has yeah, it's been the greatest.
2: I want to hear more about your um, augment. your your funding for what you'll be using the augment funding for Um, but first why don't we have you play a song here in the studio Would
1: absolutely love to okay cool awesome we will get going
2: yeah we're gonna let them get set up folks you are in tune with off the record here on koto telluride and we have the group opera nova here in the studio with us they are just getting set up Awesome! That jazz flute is out of control oh, good. I love it. You. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I had thank no idea you. really thank what you. to expect, but that was so fun.
6: Love it. So usually the way that we have everything set up, everything will be going through a looper. Yeah. We'll lay down the, you know, the, the rhythm track. We have some, like, little kids instruments that I found just... In the, in the trash, out and lost. <laughs> um, and we'll lay down the track. We'll get the beat going. Usually, Oliver, the chord dictionary that he is, will have a couple of chords. I'll follow him on the bass, and we'll lay down the basis. And uh, you know, we, we it's almost like the canvas for us to take solos on. You know?
2: Yeah, it's so cool. What's your what's your um your songwriting pro? I guess you just kind of explained it. A lot. Yeah, yeah we
1: definitely. <laughs> majority improv based we go in yeah sometimes we'll go into a a four-hour set and we'll be like what do you want to play today (laughs) and so some of the stuff we have planned out we have some melodies planned out but most uh most of the stuff we do is improv based
2: and and max how long have you been playing the flute
6: so i've been playing the flute seriously for probably only four or five years um I went to Fort Lewis, and I was okay. one of the only bassoonists there, so bassoon is kind of an outdated orchestral instrument. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, bassoon players, but I know there's none of you listening. <laughs> Max oh, can relate. Have... <laughs> <laughs> okay, call me out, bassoon players. But um, from the bassoon, it's just really easy to transition to saxophone, and then from saxophone, when I picked up the flute, it kind of felt like, oh my gosh, I already know this thing, and it felt really comfortable. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. Are people surprised when they see you pick up the flute when you're out performing?
6: I personally think, like, I'm a guitar player too, so Uh I personally think I'm better at guitar, but I'll do a ripping guitar solo and... Maybe one guy will give me a little bit of a nod, but whip out the flute and all of the heads in the <laughs> crowd are turning. So. That's
7: great.
2: Um, so talk about your project that is funded by Augment. Is First of all, is this the first time that you applied for um, an Augment
1: grant? Um, we applied for it last year as well okay. and did not receive okay. one, but um, we couldn't be more grateful and more thankful to the Augment crew uh, for giving us, uh, giving us this grant. Um what we plan on using it for is we are looking we we're in the beginnings of writing our second album um and so this will kind of kind of uh pay for f- funds of that kind of like gear and recording stuff and then we are also planning on having a um album release party hopefully sometime end of summer early fall as Fun. well mm-hmm. yeah we're thinking uh we're trying we're brainstorming ideas Ooh. on where to do it right now hey, what yeah. about
2: kodo's driveway? Oh my god oh my God that'd okay. be so fun <laughs> oh, yeah, <we'll>
1: <laughs> yeah seriously we'd be we'd be honored to play it that'd in be Kodo. so
2: fun yeah so, um yeah, so cool. this
6: is our our second album so if you've like to hear the first one, apre nova. The album's name is The New After, and that's on uh, Spotify as well. It's on all streaming services. All streaming services.
2: Very cool. <laughs> well, you guys, you want to play one more for us here on KOTO?
1: We would be honored.
2: Okay. All right. Opera Nova, everybody. Let them get set up again. And then we've got Caitlin Sappington coming in next. So stay tuned. She's with Disco Swell, and I'm really excited to hear from her about her work and her current project but for now, we've got Ollie and Max here in the studio.
6: Oh, that's our old one. Only- <laughs> we, we forgot to delete it.
2: You. Oh man, As you...
6: aside from forgetting to delete the first loop <laughs> that's...
2: So fun so it goes. and um, yes, we have floods of text messages saying that they want that album release to take place in the Kodo driveway oh So let's we are so do it. Down. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you cannot help but dance. It's like <laughs> thank, you. Yeah, thank you, It is so fun. I wanted to like get the like lights going in here and turn the, light, the big light off and just have a dance party <laughs> yeah. um, Well Ollie and Max, thanks for being here, you guys. Thank um, you so
1: much for having us.
2: Yeah, where are you playing next? Where can we catch you?
1: Um, Saturday from noon to 4.30, we are going to be in the Mountain Village Core, hanging out, having some drinks, and playing some electro jazz.
2: Awesome. And if you want a, a visual of what this looks like, you should obviously go there first, but um, you can go to, go to our social media page uh, on Instagram, Kodo, and I... I accidentally put some weird space filter on it, but you can see them performing (laughs) here in the Kodo studio. It's it's pretty great. Also,
6: just to kind of shout out right there, if you're interested in seeing our shows, we usually post things on Instagram. Hopefully with days' notice, so usually the same day. <laughs> so.
1: And if you're interested in uh, getting on stage and playing some guitar or any woodwind or anything, uh, anything that you like to do, we always like to feature uh, Telluride locals.
2: Awesome, very cool. Yep. So they can just jump on up there.
1: Yep, yep. Sweet. We got most of the instruments already there for them.
2: Do you have a clarinet?
1: We do, do. have a clarinet. We have two, we have two clarinets. clarinets.
2: Count Maybe. me in. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't think I could still play it. But anyway, um, well, thank you again, and congrats on your grant, and good luck with your um, forthcoming album. And um, yeah, I'm going to end with a song here. Do you have a preference between these awakening or? Varys. Yeah, there's yeah. okay. All right, we're going to put
6: from what's said and yeah ca- for all you musicians, go ahead and uh, count the time signature.
2: Okay, all right. We're going to put this on. That was Opry Nova here at KOTO. We've got one more guest coming in, Caitlin Sappington. Stay tuned. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you. Carol. Hey anyway, folks we've got one more guest here this evening on off the record we're here talking about the small arts grants and augment music grants recipients and um, gosh we might have to do a part two of this show because there are quite a few more um, but we have Caitlin Sappington here in the studio and she is the CEO the founder yeah of Disco Swell um, thank you for being here
8: yeah, absolutely. Uh, not gonna lie, I'm a little nervous, but I will say that a co-founder shout out to my little sister, Hannah, that, who also lives here in Telluride. She runs our creative direction and social media, but for, I run the day-to-day, which is great. Sweet. Well, you look fabulous for
2: people who can't see. She's wearing an incredible um, jumpsuit. 70s yes. Jumpsuit. 70s jumpsuit. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I guess first explain what Disco Swell is for those who don't know.
8: Yeah, so Disco Swell custom hats are made 100% here in Telluride. My studio is actually in the Telluride Arts Old HQ building, also known as Telluride Arts Digital Media Studios, right on Pacific Ave across from the library. And custom hats, just to kind of explain the process, we do everything from scratch. So we will actually source the material Lock the material to vintage wooden hat blocks that are the exact customer size. And then from there, you steam to continue to mold and shape the hat similar how you would with ceramic clay. And that would be my best analogy for it. And then you sand down the hat, apply embroidery, and then really picking out and sourcing vintage materials for the bands is the final step. But Through and through, making a hat completely from scratch takes about 18 plus hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. uh, Because we also sew in our leather sweatbands, and we'll do our own gold foil work. So our hats will say, for example, Telluride 8750 on the inside. Or let's say someone wants a particular phrase, like, my friend has a boat named Brandy, so her hat says, Brandy, you're a fine girl in it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How did you get into this? How long have you been doing this? Yeah, so it was actually inspired by, I went on a camping trip with my little sister, Hannah, who also lives here in Telluride, and my grandpa, Jerry, who is listening <laughs> right now, which is Aww. so cool. Hey, grandpa uh, Jerry. <laughs> and... Uh, We all went camping in Jackson Hole and I got a custom hat and I was watching them sculpt the hat. And when you steam felt or wool or straw, it becomes really malleable. So you can sculpt it into a cowboy shape or a teardrop. I watched them do it and my mom's a ceramic artist. And I looked at that process and I I just thought, you know, I think I can go out and learn how to do that. It was COVID. It was a hard time. I was single at that time as well. Uh, and so I sought out a milliner professor in, I, I'm originally from Southern California. So trying to find someone that makes hats is kind of, it's pretty hard, but uh, I sought her out. I learned from her and then a gentleman out in Utah who actually makes cowboy hats traditionally from scratch as well. So four years later, just in this last year, I was able to fully launch the brand. Wow. That's impressive. How did you find Telluride? What's the Telluride story? Uh, yeah. So my aunt, actually, uh, Lynn Jansen, she owns Society Telluride on Main Street. She moved here in 2008. And I visited when I was 16, loved to ski. It, uh, because I'm from California, it's not as common to do a mountain gap year. And that didn't even register that that was possible. Um, my little sister actually moved up here first to manage Society Telluride and and do the buying for the store. Through visiting her, I fell in love with the place, and I was kind of sad every time I had to leave. <laughs> so I turned, once I turned 30, I was here for Blues and Brews uh, 2022, and a sublet opened up for two months, and I just knew it was time. I was like, okay, my aunt was really supportive of showcasing my hats in her store as pop-ups. I went for it. I quit my job five days later. drove up in my car with all my belongings, and I was here. I moved four times in my first year here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so it goes. About right. And uh, but finally, I'm getting more settled. Uh, Telluride Arts has been amazing to offer spaces for artists to work. My studio used to be in my bedroom, so to mm-hmm. be able to actually have a true workshop is is pretty incredible. Mm, I love it. Your your hats
2: are. Um, I mean, art in in themselves. But talk a little bit about the project that you're working on that you are repeating, I guess, through this grant funding.
8: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, For those of you that were here during Blues and Brews this past year, we held a gallery show which had 20 hats on display that within the hat on the satin liners was actually local artists' work. And we took everything from paintings, photography, graphic art, One of our friends had done artwork for skis that we used, um, which was really unique. Also, we incorporated in addition to highlighted artists such as Alex Ferrari and Robin Arthur, who you've seen work on the gondola as an example, a lot of locals too that live and work here, but are really good at film photography, but you would never know. And what made that show unique was everyone knew someone on the wall Mm -hmm. that was included. And for Disco Swell, we're, we're truly a community-driven brand. I wanted to continue to do that at a larger scale. So my goal is at one of the summer music festivals to have that gallery show, but actually in the festival to give more exposure to local Telluride artists. And any hat sale that's made with their work, they do get commission on to support them as well. Did you do this show through funding from Telluride Arts last
2: year or as well?
8: No, no, actually, okay. they were amazing that they just took a donation in terms of an event space. So that was their way cool. of supporting uh-huh. me. Um, but th- that particular last event was 100% self-funded by myself. Which was like, okay, I, I kind of, you know, when you want to go around it the right way, it's not cheap. So all the satin liners, for instance, are eco-printed, sustainable, recyclable satin that I get shipped here from London. I wanted high-quality prints of the artists to really showcase their work in a professional yeah. way. Uh, so I looked at it as it was a wonderful event but not a cheap one to do. So I was like, if I want to really do it at scale and continue to incorporate more artists, because one of the best outcomes of the event was I had other people that I had no idea did art and they were like, I have film. I want to send it to you now. And so I, I look at the grant as a way to include even more people in yeah. the gallery show. And you knew exactly
2: what you wanted to ask for because you would had- Already gone through the process, so the grant application. yeah. Yeah, you
8: must have been so excited to see that you were one of the recipients. I honestly was really stoked. I know that there was a really large application pool for it, and I really think that Telluride Arts did a great job with. Spreading the wealth and having a diverse set of projects that were approved with the grants to touch all different facets of the community. Mm-hmm. Well said. So, one more time, where can, okay, so when should we expect, I guess, the next exhibit? Give a timeline. Yeah, so I'm aiming for end of summer, early fall. It just depends on festival availability for vendor booths and what the logistics could look like. So, there's a couple different things up in the air, so I'll leave that to a surprise. But timing is we're aiming for end of summer and fall of this year. Great. And then for people who want to see the hats and see what you're talking about, where should they go? Yeah, absolutely. So I would go into Society Telluride. I have some hats on display there as part of my mini hat bar pop-up and also just In the Telluride Digital Media Studios, I'm there on Fridays or really odd hours of the evening, so I'm typically by appointment, Uh, but Instagram really is the best way to DM me for an appointment right now and get something set up, Uh, and then uh, you may see me at the Mountain Village Farmer's Market here and there. Cool. Oh, and there was one more thing I wanted to ask you about. You're participating
2: um, in the Telluride AIDS Benefit Fashion Show, collaborating with another local um, brand, right, to... Absolutely. For the wearable art,
8: yeah. And small world. So Sophie Fabrizio is the founder of Peak Tees, and she's really involved with burlesque. And she has these great pieces where she rhinestones these art that's inspired by burlesque, lingerie, costume art as well. And for the theme this year for wearable art, it's headpieces and collars. So we're incorporating some of her rhinestone a decor I can't even describe it because it's so awesome and uh and we're making a massive headpiece that I'm not a disclosure to say yet but you will see us in the show so, so very cool. excited first congrats. time for me um, participating in tab so also grateful for that so cool awesome um Caitlin thank you for being here and
2: for talking about disco swell and congrats on your grant funding and um. We have come to the end of this program. I can't believe it. It's already after 7 o'clock. You're in tune with K.O.T.O. Telluride. And we're going to finish up your song
8: that you gave me. And do you have a little uh, introduction for this? Yeah. So you had asked me for a song that represents our mantra and visions of the brand, and you'll see me say wear fluid art quite a bit and what that means to me is creative expression that transcends gender expectations and david bowie's rebel rebel song he basically says you like me and i like it all well it just goes well we like it all so wear fluid art <laughs> yes. that's all i got
2: cheers <laughs> thanks thank you all right folks we've got Pow surf in the house he'll be up next you've been listening to off the record here on k o t o Telluride. thank you so much for tuning in Here we go with Rebel Rebel.